0: Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. Hey, uh, ever think about building yourself an empire? Well, how can you do that? If you're interested, that's what today's episode's all about. So let's jump into this one. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs, but before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It could be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss. All right, ladies and gents, so how do you build an, um, an empire? You build it one brick at a time. The key to scaling your business is always taking action, but not every action in your business will get you to the point you want. Some actions keep you stuck in your business while other actions help you reach massive growth. So how do you know which bricks you should be laying? Today's guest is here to tell us all about that. We're gonna learn about the empire operating system and how he moves his clients through five phases of business. So let's talk about building an empire with Mr jim Tannehill. all right jim welcome to the classroom party dude
1: man thank you so much i love love the energy right off the bat like let's go this is exciting
0: let's go let's do this man all right let's jump into this um you guys first of all tell me what is empire what is an operating system because i got a kid in my class right now when i said operating system his eyes lit up he's a linux kid right so like all of a sudden that that's that's something different to one person than another What, what is the empire operating system
1: yeah so if you'll allow me to I'll give you kind of the backstory of why it was founded so our ceo and founder eddie Wilson. Uh, back a couple of years ago, he had over 100 companies and in between 4,000 and 6,000 employees at a time. So he's growing and building his, his businesses, and he would bring in other uh, other coaches and experts to help him help him build his business using different operating systems. And what I mean by operating system, it's that that business structure, like behind the scenes, uh, you're, you're with knowing your purpose, your core values, your mission, like building that structure. Uh, we do have a software that pairs with us. But it's, it's that ideology, that methodology that really helps you build that business efficiently and correctly. So he he, he kept having different people come in and uh, he kept hitting a ceiling. So what he did was he took all the good pieces from the different operating systems they liked and he built his own. And in 2019, he was able to exit 76 of those businesses for a billion plus in revenue. And that's not obviously not just because of the operating system. There's other things they did, but the operating system played a big part. So what makes us different than any other operating system out there is we speak to all five phases of business startup, perseverance, viability, scale and succession. So we help that person from that solopreneur that has that business concept idea all the way that person is looking to sell their business, exit their business, pass it on as a legacy, whatever that is, um that that's and that's where Empire was founded and why it was created.
0: I I got a I got a bunch of young uh 17-year-olds, right? They don't uh yeah. have- for sure, most of them don't know what they're going to do after high school. Hell, I didn't know what I was going to do right after high school, right? Um, You work with solopreneurs that have started something that oftentimes they leave a job to start a business and end up just owning their job. What advice would you give somebody who's maybe thinking about starting their own gig or has already started their own gig to avoid getting trapped in that you know, this is my job. I went from working 40 hours for somebody else to working 80 hours for myself.
1: Yeah. Uh, the big, one of the biggest things that you can focus on and do is understand what your purpose in life and make sure that you're passionate about what you start with. Because if, if your, per, if your purpose aligns that 80 hours at the beginning is not going to feel as, as daunting or as heavy, because you understand that it's, it's for a greater purpose. You know, Simon Sinek, he starts, he he wrote a book, you know, start with why. And great, great book, great, great thought process. And the thought process behind that is understand why you're doing it and then the how and the what will take care of itself. But if you're just, you know, I want to leave my job because of this and you don't have that why figured out, your purpose figured out, then it's you're going to get owned by your job and it's going to feel daunting. No matter how much money you make, like you're still going to feel like, man, there's still something missing. There's still a lack of fulfillment. And that that's where that really ties into business is really understanding your purpose and be passionate about it.
0: hit the mute button. When, when, when you talk to solopreneurs or you talk to even like the students here, like one of the things I always encourage them is to step up to the microphone and ask a question. Right. But what, what is hard for them to do is to push past that fear. There's something inside them that, that they fear rejection. They fear judgment. There's a lot of fear based there. And I feel like uh, a lot of entrepreneurs have that same thing. They hit a ceiling. They hit a a cap of what they're able to do. And it's not because they're incapable of going any further, but there's some fear that is stopping them. Fear of success, fear of failure, fear of rejection, whatever it is. Um, When people come to empire, how do we get them past that fear? How do you get them past that plateau?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we, we take them through that journey of understanding like who they are. And then we, what we do is, you know, we we will map out, we'll forecast all the way up to like five years, but we'll bring it all the way back down into our brick concept, right? So what you have to do today in order to hit that five-year mark, what, are, what, do, you, what do you have to do today to hit your quarterly commitments? Because, you know, a, a, a method, an ideology that I try to live by personally is, you know, I, fear creeps in, like that's that's going to happen. But my question to ask myself is, but what if I am successful? Like, what what does that look like? And to me, that's what helps motivate me and helps me understand. Like, okay, so let me let me map it out now. Now that I'm now that I know that this fear came in my life, it showed up. What if I am successful? What does that look like? And then we really break it down to where you take these actions every day. And I can go into that that brick concept even more. But when you take these actions every day, it's going to lead to these results, which is going to lead me to where I want to go. And helps we try to help eliminate fear by giving you data and knowledge. Like that's the best way. that's the best way to eliminate that fear.
0: Just knowing, right? Like yeah. but part of it is, is also doing, like you, when you said the what if, it, it I thought of David Goggins for oh, some man. people who don't know, right? David Goggins was that uh, Navy SEAL, uh, Army Ranger, like he's, I saw this uh, cartoon the other day and it's like Elon Musk takes a bunch of people to the moon, right? Or to Mars, he's on Mars and they're landing there and as he shows up and opens the door, there's David Goggins running on Mars. He's like, what's up? And, you know, his his lines, right, that he comes yeah. up with. He's just that, like, badass dude. Like He's just like – and and the thing is, is in his story, he talks about being over 300 pounds and, and not having anything in his life. And then one day that he decided, and when he would get to the point where he's super exhausted, like didn't think that he can continue, the one question that pops into his mind is always, what if? Like, what if I did this? What if I took that extra step? What if I finished this 100-mile marathon, right? Like, what if is a very powerful statement. Yeah. Um, and for me, I always think about that as getting help. Like, I think I can always do everything by myself, right? And, yeah. and I feel like uh, a lot of young people feel the same way. I, I can do this. I don't need anybody else. But what if? you reached out and got coaching what if you reached out to a mentor who's already been in the same shoes that you're trying to step into how powerful is it to get that coaching and what if they reach out to you guys
1: yeah and i I love that like what you know what if and think of the the positive scenario that comes out of it and then after that like i think of okay what if this happens who do i need to become to make this what if happen and that's really like that self-analysis of understanding okay Well, I need to cut out this, this and this if I want these results. So I love pairing that. What if with that personal accountability of who do I need to become in order to accomplish this? What if like if if this is possible, if I'm saying this is possible, I'm going to map it all the way down to that. What I need to do every single day, who do I need to become every single day? What 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 steps do I need to take in order to become that person that accomplishes that? What if and that's that's what's powerful when you pair those two together
0: what about the uh, the beginning part right like today i was talking in, in on my instagram story about waking up at four twenty in the morning when i say i wake up that early and then the then and then i talk about the workout that i do at that time people look at me like i'm nuts right but yeah. it didn't start off that way and that's the key that i want people to to understand is that when you make a decision that first couple weeks or that first couple steps that you take they're going to suck man it's not the the easiest thing in the world to do but if you can consistently stick to it, all of a sudden it, it starts to build upon what you've already done, the soreness, right? Uh, yeah. When people, I love listening to, to Arnold Schwarzenegger talk about wor- working out, right? And when they yeah. ask him, like, you know, how many sit-ups do you do? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't actually start counting till I feel the burn. And that's like the different mentality I think that a lot of entrepreneurs need is it's you, you don't quit when you're tired, you keep going till you're done. Uh, but to get started, that's the hard part, right? So what advice would you give to these young guys that are like sitting there thinking, ah, I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next year. And then they're going to blink and they're going to be, you know, 25, 30 years old. And that time's passed them up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait, you know, take, take action today. whether it's, and and it's not like when we say take action, it doesn't have to be this huge action stuff. You know, the, the, the diagrams of success, it's not, it's not a straight line. It's not a upward slope clean straight line all the way all the way incline all the way up it's back and forth like you know you like you said you wake up at four twenty. but when you first started out and you try to do that there's probably some mornings where you slept in or didn't didn't work out and you just got to find like consistency and action combined together is what's going to get you there and it's as long as you're making s- small steps every single day whether it's waking up five minutes earlier, going to bed five minutes sooner, eating a little bit cleaner, like that's going to pay off in the long run, as long as you keep, as long as you keep going forward, because you don't fail. You don't fail when you don't reach your goal. You fail when you stop, when you stop trying. So to understand that, like, you know, it's funny that you're talking about working out. I just recently started working out again after different things going on in my personal life. But I just look back at my activity on my Apple watch and for the last three weeks, I've worked out at least five to six days a week for the last three weeks. And I look back at that, I'm like, man, I remember when I first got back into it, how sore I was and how much I was complaining about it. But now, man, I love it. I feel good. I'm getting better sleep. I have a lot more energy. Like I'm accomplishing a lot more. And the reason I made that shift a couple of weeks ago is because I have some big goals that I keep setting in my life. And. Who do I need to become? Well, I need to have more energy. How do I have more energy? Not by slamming energy drinks all day or or taking caffeine pills, things like that. It's by being the best version of myself, and that's physically, mentally, spiritually, like all these things fall into play. So as long as you're building those, taking those actions, and and that brick in your life, and building upon that, and that's why we say, how do you build an empire by laying one brick at a time? You don't have to build it overnight. It literally T- we understand that it takes time and we're just going to keep adding that brick. And then you're going to look back a couple months from now and you're going to be so happy that you took that action because you're going to have so uh-huh. much to go for it. Yeah,
0: 100%. I'll be honest, man. I, I started working out because I wanted to look good uh, when I got out the shower. I wanted a six pack and never had it before. And I was like, yeah. yes, that's the goal. I could easily visualize it uh, and-, and make it happen. And I think in business, some of those, sometimes it's not easy to, it's easier for you to visualize. It's not as easy to share that vision with other people, right? So let's talk about the five phases of business that you guys, that you guys use so that we can kind of visualize this process uh, and get our metaphorical six pack or by laying bricks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, startup is a, there's a, you have to have a predetermined amount of money, predetermined amount of time. And that's where that's where people kind of get in trouble, right, is when they they do have a startup and they don't put a time frame on it. And then next thing you know, they're a couple of years down the road and they're just, they're just out of money. Like what in the world? What in the world happened? So you got to intentionally understand that, hey, this is going to cost me some time and money. This is what I'm willing to put forth. You know, there's a there was a company that I helped start uh, back in back in December. And the the owners, they told me, they said, hey, you've got 12 weeks to, to give get this make this profitable, get, get some sales done and have it built out. Otherwise we're going to shut it down. And you've got to be willing at that point. If you set that, Hey, it's going to be 12 weeks. You've got to be willing to reassess it and see, okay, am I getting, am am I making enough progress or do I need to shut that down? Um, So anyway, so that's predetermined amount of time. Predetermined amount of money is, is the starter phase. Perseverance. It's, that's what, you know, Gary, Gary V refers to as as the grind phase. That's when you're working those 80, 80 plus hours a week, just trying to grind Uh, what's, What's bad with perseverance phase is that's where social media and, and different places like that, they over glorify that phase. That phase is not a phase you want to be in for a long time at all. Like you want to get out of that phase as fast as possible. but you understand like everybody has to go through it. and that's when you don't have uh, you know two like two uh, profitable quarters in a row. Uh, you don't have an op- operating system. You still that's when in, in perseverance is when you kind of in business where you have your your aunt running your financials and your your brother in law is is running your your sales or something like that to help you to help you to get to that to get that certain level. You really don't have, you know, defined defined roles, and things like that and getting into viability, viability. You have six months of operating costs in the bank. You've had more than two profitable quarters in a row. Uh, you've got a good operating system and you've got the, the right people in the right seats in, in viability. Uh, the difference between perseverance and viability is, uh, you know, I like to talk. I like to call them false profits. It's when the business owner is doing the marketing, the sales and the fulfillment. And you're like, man, we're making all this money. But are you actually paying yourself for that marketing role, for that sales role and for the fulfillment? Because it might look like, man, you're profitable but once you hire somebody, like, man, what happened to my money? All oh, it's gone. Well, you didn't allocate at that time when you were building it, you know, and that's then that's what I call false, that's what I like to refer to as false profits, is you're making profits, but are they actually true or are they not? Viabilities where you have the right people in the right seats and you're actually paying people to the the right the right amount of uh, salary and things like that.
0: Let's, let's hover on that for a second. Cause I think that's, that's super important that work grind. You're right. It is glamorized, right? It's I get up and I hustle and I grind every single day, but you're going to burn out if you do that. Yeah. Uh, and you said, you know, putting the right people in the right seats. And, and to me, the simplicity of that is learning to delegate some of your tasks over to other people. And I think that's one of those difficult things that we get taught in school that we don't do right in school. It's all about what grade did you get? And what work did you do? And how well are you doing it? And then we take that same idea into the real world. And it doesn't actually pan out that way. Because in real life, it's not about doing all the work yourself, you're going to burn out if you do that. So how do you teach people to let go and understand that, that person they bring on isn't you? They're not yeah. going to do it as well as you or they're going to not do it as quickly as you or care about it as much as you. They're like a 60, maybe on the best side, a 70% version of yourself. And yet you still got to convince somebody to let that task go. Uh, yeah. You know, Talk to me about that aspect. When you talk to uh, entrepreneurs who are, who are coming into this space, let go, delegate. How difficult is yeah. that for them?
1: It, it's very difficult. But what we try to reinforce and remind them is that, 70% of one person and 100% of you is 70% better than you by yourself, right? You're, if, if you're looking at that scale, 100%, 100%, 200%, you're functioning at 170%. That's still better than the 100% that you're able to put in. And the, and, and how we help describe that, you know, entrepreneurs, we, we say, we're, we're very good at building the plane while we fly it, but we can't expect our team and the people, once we get to that point to where that plane is built and we're like, man, we need to, we need to do something else. We need to, we need to grow on scale that's when we want to sit down like, Hey, you need to understand, like you need to sit down and process and systematize your business. That way, somebody that comes in, sure. They're going to come in at a 70%, but you're going to be able to train them up because, Hey, this is how I found the path to success. This is, these are the different things that I did and they're able to replicate it. And then you'll see if you get in between 85 and 90% out of that person from, from yourself, man, how does that change your business? How does that lighten your load? And it's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not to say that things that you're delegating, uh, you gotta make sure that the things that you're delegating are not, everyone's like, oh, delegate away your weakness. Yeah, you you should, but you need to make sure that weakness that you're delegating to that person is their strength. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just setting yourself up for failure and, and frustration, and that's the, you know, that's the risk of hiring that brother-in-law, that family member, whatever that looks like, and just like, hey, I'm just gonna delegate the stuff that I don't feel like I'm good at. I don't know if you're good at it, but here you go. But taking that time to understand who that person is, okay, I'm gonna delegate these things to your strength because you're really good at this, and I'm not. And then you'll watch that 70% turn into 80, 90,
0: 100%. Yeah, that's a that's a tough sale sometimes because you know my name's on there, right? Like this is my yeah. business, and and if if I don't do it right, that employee is gonna tarnish my name, and uh, you know it's it, it comes back to that that fear, right? That fear of right. not being enough, not being adequate. All right, so hustle and grind. We delegate stuff out. What's that next phase we're looking for?
1: Yeah. So when you get to scale, you have to understand, like you need to. And, and not every business is built to scale. There's some businesses. There's some, not every person is built to scale. There's some people that have viability is as far as they want to go. They want that steady income. Hey, we. I've got a good profitable company. I, I'm I'm okay. I don't want to take any more risks. Like that's where I want to be. So scaling, we always say you need to start with a purpose and and and, and have that passion. And as long as you have that, because because again. Another thing that's glamorized is, oh, I built this big massive company and everyone's gonna try and do that. But if you don't have that purpose behind it and you don't have the the key points that I'm gonna talk about here in a second, then what's the point? You know, what, what's the point in doing that? Because when you go to scale, you're essentially going back to that perseverance phase to where you're you've got time and money and resources that all these profits that you're used to making and stacking up at the bank, you gotta reinvest that into your business and trying to help it grow. There's a couple things going to scale that you've got to be aware of like there's a there's that saying the people that got you here won't get you there and that's really that tough part as a leader to either understand hey these people we don't encourage people hey get rid of your entire staff right that's not what that means it's again what if and who who do i need to become and who do i need my team to become can i coach them up if i provide coaching if i provide training if i provide mentoring if i provide more tools can they actually get me there or have we hit our ceiling with these people? And if we want to go to scale, you know, are, are they going to make it? And uh, so that, that's that's something to be very, very aware of in, in that phase. And then, like I said, there's not, not everyone's meant to do that. So understanding who you have on your team and, and all that.
0: That's the role of a of a leader, the role of a CEO, right? And I think it's it's different. We're it's so we're so quick to start a business and be like, yo, I'm the CEO of you know my own corporation, or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But what it actually means to be a leader, what it actually means to be a CSO is completely different. Just because you run the ship doesn't mean that you're the one who casts the net and puts the sail up. It's a little bit different. The captain isn't doing all that, right? The general yeah. isn't doing all that. They are support staff to the people who are doing the work actually even 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 more detached than that there's a support staff to the support staff that does the work and it's a it's a little bit different mindset when you're structuring that um and i was thinking about when you said the you know when you're talking about the roles uh and not having clearly defined roles i keep thinking of michael gerber's like emith right and he talks about how even though you're a solo solopreneur at the beginning to define the roles of your company and then start putting people in place into those roles is so vitally important that's where you get the ability to scale right
1: yep yeah a- absolutely that's that's hugely important and that's when that's why we really emphasize like when we work with businesses that are in perseverance like we tell them hey this might not be comfortable this might you might not think man this this action I'm going to do is not going to make me x amount of money right up front but it's going to save you in the long run we try to get the, processes and system, system systemization out of their head at that time that way once they get that that helps uh with getting them into viability and helps set them up for scale because now instead of trying to create all these processes when you're going to scale now you're just refining them because they're in place so ideally in a perfect world of business from startup starts with the process and systemization systemization in mind but for sure in perseverance like the quickest path out is to get these processes procedures policies all these things kind of in place to get you into viability. And then when you get to scale, then all you're doing is refining and making better.
0: You know, and you said something earlier that I wanted to kind of emphasize on, and it was uh, the idea of, of kind of success, right? You said not every business is meant to be scaled and that a lot of entrepreneurs reach a certain level and they're cool with that. And I, I feel like it's, it's a different mentality that we're being pressured on today to have massive billion dollar companies or to go out and be able to buy the Lamborghinis and the fancy Gucci clothes for- or Gucci clothes, whatever it is, right? Yeah. All the fancy stuff that you're looking for—that—that that is the definition of success. But that's not necessarily the case for a lot of people, right? right. Being able yeah. to build something that is self-sustaining—I—I I talk about like my brother, for example. We built an insurance agency. He's uh, at, at thirty. I think it was thirty-seven a few years ago. He's when we turned. He turned thirty-seven. He didn't have to work anymore literally he's got a business where insurance agents are writing the business. He has another team that does all the agent support staff and he just sits back and makes sure the ship is running in its own direction. He decided this week that he was going to start making costumes. Cause that's the hobby he wants to pick up. Cause that's what he can do. He wakes up yeah. whenever he wants, does whatever he wants, plays guitar, but he set up a system and he's not killing it. Like he's not making millions of dollars. He's in lower six figures and he's comfortable that's yep. his idea of success. So when you talk to entrepreneurs isn't that one of the things that you kind of have to sit down and define up front like what is it that you want this business to look like? Yep. What's this end game result?
1: Yeah, it's all it's all about vision casting and you know again that ties back to your your purpose and your mission. Like if if your purpose is, you know, to to provide a a comfortable life for your family but you want to emphasize, you know, family time things like that, well, then maybe once you get a business to viability, maybe going to scale is not for you because you're going to get burnt out because it's going to be all over again and you're going to, you're going to miss on that time. So we really we really take time on our in our through our operating system to sit down and have the, the long term vision conversation and the short term vision conversation. And we look at that leader and there's a couple of different assessments and tools that we use to kind of see, OK, are you more of a long or are you more of a visionary? looking long term or you're more of an operator and you just want to get something to viability because again like like we've said it's it's so glamorized to go out and get those things but you don't realize you know what you have to give up to get those things like uh, a powerful quote that i heard the other day is every time you say yes to something you're saying no to something else so in your decision making you have to understand like if i'm saying yes i'm going to go scale this business then i'm saying no i'm not going to i'm not going to be able to create my own schedule i'm not going to be able to have a hobby of, of, you know, making costumes and playing the guitar and waking up whenever I want, I have to be dedicated and build that. And if that's, if that's who you are, who you're meant to be, then great. But if it's not, man, you're going to get burnt out. And unfortunately I've seen too many people lose it all because they glamorize the scaling, the growing and, and doing that when it wasn't meant for them. And, and, and they didn't realize it until it was too late. And that's, that's very important. That self-identification.
0: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, and the, the other thing is just to realize how much money actually is and what you need in this life that you want to design, right? You don't yeah. need to make a million dollars a year. Very few people make a million dollars a year. I'm talking like you, you take home a million dollars because gross right. revenue on a company can reach a million pretty quickly. But what you take home is completely different. Uh, you know, most people don't need that kind of money to live the lifestyle that they're thinking that they want to live. So to really kind of picture it and narrow it down to really have an idea of what that life is. Gonna Going to look like is so crucial and so vitally important. Uh, I want to make sure, Jim, that people can get a hold of you. Who is this ideal person that you want to work with? Who's the guy that you're looking for, the lady that you're looking for to come to come be part of
1: Empire? Yeah, literally uh, anybody in, in any business in any vertical that they feel like they're in any stage. We have an assessment on our on our website that kind of can kind of give you a rough idea. It's a free assessment. It gives you a rough idea of kind of where you're at in business, but you know, we've worked with over 800 businesses and many different verticals, and real estate, e-commerce, solar panel companies, recording studios, pistachio companies. Um So anybody that has like that business idea that wants to step out, like obviously we have some products that 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 we're that that we sell, but we also just want to provide value and just just help people. Like, man, I I'm of the abundance my, mindset. You know, not not scarcity. I think there's more than enough and in this world and in our operating system to, to help people get to where they want to be. And I just want to, I want to be part of that journey, whether it helps me out financially or not, like my, my passion, my value, you know, the reason that um, I joined empire was because when I saw the curriculum, I, I've been an entrepreneur in business for over 10 years. And when I saw it, I was like, man, if I would have known this 10 years ago when I first got out of high school, when I when I was in college, when I created some business partnerships with some friends that I don't, I don't talk to them anymore because I didn't structure it right. No one really taught me. No one really taught me this. And uh, a lot of, a lot of heartache, a lot of money loss and a lot, a lot of relationships lost that probably would have been able to been saved. Had I known how to properly operate a business. And I know you said you've got like 30, 30 live students on here. And, uh, the quote I've always heard my entire life is, you know, don't go in business with friends. Don't go in business with friends. And I thought I was the exception. And, uh, I wasn't. And it's because I didn't have access to something like this. So if you've got that entrepreneurial bug and you think that this is a path for you, like, let's talk. We can we can let, let's have those conversations. And if you have a business, if you don't know where you're at, we have a free assessment. And if you, there's a lot of different ways for us to work with you. But that's where my that's where my heart, my passion is. Right. Is I I wish I would learn this 10 years ago because I probably would still have some really good relationships now that I unfortunately don't don't have anymore.
0: I've been popping stuff up on the screen, but just for those people who just listen to the audio version, what's the best way to get hold of you?
1: Yeah. So uh, my email is Jim at empireom.com. So it's J I M at E M P I R E O M.com. Um, you can reach me there. If you, if you take that assessment on our website, it gives you access to my calendar. We can schedule a 30 minute call, or you can send me an email. That's the, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, I'm also on social media. Uh, coach coach.jimt. Uh, Thanks for putting that up on the screen. I couldn't remember my handle. Coach.jimt on, uh, on Instagram. So if you want to reach out that way too. Again, uh, we obviously we do have some products to sell and some things to give away. Uh, but most importantly, I want to add value. Last thing, which I didn't tell, uh, is uh, we do have an online course that usually retails for $12.99. Um, if you want access to that course, uh, I'll, I'll give you a free code. It'll be business bros and, uh, it'll give you uh it'll give you a code so just go to our, our website empyrom.com go to take the course put the put the course into your your cart and then at the end where i ask for a cu- coupon put business bros and it'll give you access to our course for free three to five hours worth of content along with a downloadable workbook a lot of good action steps and things that you can take from that and then if you want to learn more about us after that more than happy to, to have a, a call and conversation but that's my gift to, to, to you and your audience for being so gracious for allowing me to be on the show Dude, thank you
0: very much. Look, ladies and gentlemen, that's really what it comes down to. You are literally given tools, books, courses just to improve yourself, but it's up to you. Like at the end of the day, you got to take the action. Nobody's going to make you better than you will make you better. So make it. Make sure you guys stop by EmpireOM.com. Grab that course. Enter the... Promo code business bros and get yourself on your way to success. It's up to you. What do you want to do in this life? Let's figure out what you want to do. I love uh, uh, if you ever go to therapy, that's the number one question they're going to ask you. What do you want? Figure that out and the rest is up to you. Design the life that you want to live. Jim, thank you very much for coming on the program. Ladies and gents, let's give them a round of applause. What do you say? Thank you. you righty. So All right, ladies and gents, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace